Please listen carefully. Hello, universe. Welcome to the Optimist Daily Update. I'm Summers McKay. And I'm Ariel Tienko. And we are part of the team behind the Optimist Daily, making solutions the news. We bring you reader-funded solutions news every day in order to change the tenor of news media, social media, and the direction of your day to help us all get focused on solutions. Seven days a week, we publish positive news stories written by award-winning journalists and delivered online to your inbox and through our social channels. And also, we are sharing the solutions in a commute-worthy, walk-worthy, home office-worthy, back-to-walking-your-dog-worthy podcast. Today is Thursday, the 19th of May, 2022. Hello, Ariel. How is Amsterdam today? Amsterdam is sunny and summery, and you're right. I am back to walking my dog. It's very lovely to be able to share our quiet moments together. How are you? I am likewise wonderful enjoying the spring. I I think I have five more days before my dog comes home, so I get to walk him when he's home. I miss him very much. So Denali Sally is like in an intensive puppy training program. Yes. Wow. Yes. He went to a board and train program, and the reason we made the decision to do it is because he had grown really fast. He turns out to not actually be as mini an Aussie as he was going to be. Um, Mm. He was already 25 pounds at about 17 weeks. And I just felt like I was not doing well training him. And I worked with him as much as I could. But where the base area of concern, there were two main areas of concern. One, he had gotten big enough that he could, when he jumps on people, he could knock Brennan over Uh. and they would play. And that that seemed like that was not heading the right direction and I needed help with that. And then also help with recall. He is an Australian Shepherd, 99% Australian Shepherd, and their job is to run and work and run and work, but I need him to come back and mm-hmm. we do have a lot of land and space for him to run to. But he actually ran out our front door and ran across the street and unfortunately a truck was coming, but it <gasps> slowed down. They saw that the dog was coming. And so that was kind of the moment where I felt like I was out of my elements and I needed some help. So he is at a board and train. He's been mm-hmm. there for two and a half weeks and I get to get him back. I have visited him twice, actually. Oh, you must have been so excited. I was so excited, but then I had to follow all the rules and I couldn't act really excited. I could give him cookies and pet him when he only did his like appropriate things. And when I pick him up, I have to do a two-hour training as well. Mm. They're going to train me with him. But anyway, dog training, it's important. I know that people really want to hear about it on The Optimist Daily. (laughs) That's definitely why you tune in for Solutions News. (laughs) Well, let's just jump into Solutions because it's Thursday. It's busy. Mm. We got a lot going on. We actually tasked the writing staff to go out and take a look at the current economic news and some of the other deeper dive issues that are out there right now, because we know that we are facing an economic retraction. We know that the gas prices are skyrocketing and continue to do so due largely to the conflict in the Ukraine. So it was really important that we take a look at not just the headline news that's out there, that it's a lot of fear-based news, but mm-hmm. dug into some of the economic reports and some of the larger source journals to understand really what our output as a world and what our capacity as a community looks like. My headline reads, turns out the job market isn't all doom and gloom after all. That may seem counter to what you are hearing in mainstream media right now, But life is a surprising adventure. And with many ups and downs forced upon us when we least expect it, it's no surprise that we have just come out of a global pandemic stronger. 
In the midst of surging inflation, fears of growth slowdown, data from the Bureau of Labor Statistics shows that slightly more jobs than expected were added to the U.S. economy in April. Non-farm payrolls, which are the number of workers in the U.S. excluding farmers and a few other job classifications, increased by 428,000 for April, exceeding estimations of 400,000 for that same month. The employment rate was also 3.6% higher than 3.5%. Now, we're talking 28,000 additional jobs and 0.1% higher but those are good indications. Now, the pandemic forced us all indoor and leisure and hospitality industries were hit the hardest. But thankfully, last month, job growth of 78,000 positions were seen in this sector and hourly earnings have also increased 0.6% in April, up 11% from one year ago. Hmm. Other industries that are showing a big increase in job numbers included manufacturing, transportation and warehousing, professional and business services, financial activities, and healthcare. Retail also showed solid growth in jobs, adding 29,000 jobs, mainly from food and beverage stores. Wow. On the inflation front, the average level was also a little lower than the estimate, coming in at 0.3 instead of 0.4. Inflation is a big deal to be concerned about. But on a year-over-year basis, earnings increased around 5.5%, keeping up with levels of inflation the world is currently facing. So there is inflation, but there's also increase in earnings. Now, a quote from Daniel Zhao, the senior economist at Glassdoor, is, the job market continues to plow forward, buoyed by strong employer demand. After just over two years of the pandemic, the job market is remaining resilient and on track for a return to pre-pandemic levels this summer. And that is very good news. Yeah, that's so encouraging and totally the opposite of the mainstream news. Right. So I guess for people who are looking for new jobs, that is great. I myself am very happy in my job at the moment. (laughs) So you don't need to worry about me sniping any of these jobs. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. You do not have to compete against Ariel for your new position. You know, it is good news. And I think it's important news to share with those who are recent graduates to Mm -hmm. encourage them as well as those who are considering re-entering the workforce at different stages in their careers. You know, there is opportunity there and we will get through this. So definitely the opposite of what mainstream media is telling us. I feel like your story might also take on mainstream media a little bit. Yes, we're going to pivot from the job market Mm -hmm. and economy and go straight into kind of the fluffier news. Well, actually, the topic of this article is not fluffy at all. Mm -hmm. The headline reads, Four Ways We Can Drown Out the Toxicity of Diet Culture. And I'm not sure if any of the listeners have tuned in to the Met Gala, but there's been a lot of buzz around celebrities behaving in ways that promote unhealthy and toxic messages about body image and diet culture. Okay, let's let's just go straight forward and say... This story was greatly inspired by the fact that Kim Kardashian wore Marilyn Monroe's iconic dress. She actually Mm -hmm. wore the original dress. It was loaned to her by the, um, I think it's the, I forget who owns the dress, but she wore Marilyn Monroe's iconic dress. Mm -hmm. In order to get into this iconic dress, she went through extreme physical deprivation to lose a large amount of weight in a very, very short amount of time. Yeah, I think it was 16 pounds. 17. 
Yeah. 17. 17 pounds in three weeks. The way that she did it wasn't healthy. So, you know, that's where this story is really coming from. So tell me, tell me more. Okay. Well, the glamorization of extreme weight loss continues to be a pervasive problem, especially considering how much sway social media has on our emotions and mental state. On top of the emotional and mental issues, there's a physical side. There's already evidence that shows how extreme or constant dieting is one, unsustainable, and can lead to weight cycling. And that means repeatedly gaining and losing weight. And this fluctuation is associated with an increased risk of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and even premature death. This article goes into some words of wisdom from Paula Atkinson, LCSW, a psychotherapist in Washington, D.C., who specializes in eating disorders and body image. I don't know about anybody who's listening, but I myself struggle a lot with body image issues. I think um, a lot of my peers do. It's not an uncommon thing to be dealing with. So it's good to see now that there seems to be more people, celebrities, health experts, and just regular people alike who aren't standing anymore for such dangerous messages and are calling out influential individuals on their harmful behavior. This article outlines four things that we can all do to help stop toxic messages about diet culture and body image. The first tip is to remember that crash diets backfire in the long term. There is a 2020 meta-analysis that this article discusses, and this meta-analysis looks at data from many popular diet patterns, such as low-carb, Mediterranean diet, low-calorie, low-fat, macronutrient counting, and etc. The research revealed that even though it's true that most people would lose weight in the first six months of all these diets, almost all the participants would regain most or even all of the weight within the same year. The second tip is to curate the media you consume. These days, we are pretty much barraged with exposure to celebrities and, you know, so you won't be able to dodge every harmful headline, but you can choose to stop following people or accounts that make you feel as though you and your life are not good enough. As soon as you start feeling like, oh, you know, my, my waist isn't tiny enough or my butt isn't big enough, you know, whatever's trendy at the time. Stop following those accounts and just follow social media accounts that encourage healthy relationships with food and body image and self-esteem. Another thing we can all do is to stop putting celebrities on a pedestal. I think it's common knowledge that most of the time on Instagram and other social media platforms, what's highlighted are the best parts of someone's life. You don't get to see the everyday struggles or the emotional moments. And Atkinson reminds her clients often that many of the rich and famous people that we look up to also struggle with severe body image issues. So celebrating dramatic weight loss isn't just bad for those who are following these people, but it's also perpetuating a problematic mindset and unhealthy practices that are happening behind the scenes. And the last one is body acceptance is far more fulfilling than fitting into a dress or an outfit because, of course, body image issues affect both men and women. While it's true that it can be really, really hard to remove yourself from diet culture and all the societal beliefs about body shape and food choices, 
Atkinson says that the freedom from the entire scam is far more fulfilling and far less fleeting than fitting into any dress. Atkinson goes on to promote body neutrality. There's an article that we wrote about body neutrality that is linked in this article, so check it out if you're interested in that. But a general definition is disconnecting your self-worth from what your body looks like. And this is seen as a healthier and more sustainable approach than another movement, similar movement called body positivity. That movement calls for people to love their bodies at all times. And that's also really hard. (laughs) That concludes this article. Hopefully it helped anyone out there who's struggling with body image issues. You know, I think this article is really valuable. I don't think there are many people on this earth who don't struggle with body image issues. And I have really enjoyed moving into body neutrality where Mm -hmm. working in my body to feel the healthiest I possibly can so that I feel strong has very little to do with what it looks like in appearance. And I've really enjoyed, since you first wrote the article about body neutrality, tapping into that Mm -hmm. and going to my yoga classes and feeling like my body wasn't something that I had to fight against, but instead something that I have to live in and cherish. And I would never want my daughter to feel negative about her body. So I know it's my responsibility to be as neutral with my own. Thank you for taking on this topic again. Mm-hmm. Ha, this one makes me laugh. All right. So other stories today, why an anti-vision board can help you achieve your life's goals. <laughs> New desalinization system uses Teflon-like membrane to make seawater potable. Study reveals how our mind holds information. How scientists are bringing humanized cells back from the dead. That and much, much more, as always, everybody, is available on The Optimist Daily. Thank you for listening to today's Optimist Daily update. We promise to continue to share positive solution-based stories with ideas on how you can participate in this changing world and ensure it is changed for the good. If you haven't already, consider becoming an emissary for as little as $5 a month and participate in reader-supported independent journalism. To support us for free, consider sharing us on your socials. You can email a story to a friend or family member, and we would really appreciate it if you can leave us positive reviews for our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. Be part of the solution-changing consciousness and addressing our world's biggest challenges with a problem-solving mindset. Everyone, let's keep the Optimist Daily free to all who need it, supported by those who can. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will be back tomorrow with more solutions. Bye for now.